All right. Hello, everybody. How are we all today? I'm Janine Diltzbeman, your host of the Your Healthy Business podcast, where we talk about the technical how-to, the spiritual woo-woo, and the physical health and wellness components of growing your healthy business. And today, I'm so, so excited to have on with me Martha Barnard-Ray. Martha is a copywriter and founder of Word Candy, which is a copywriting agency helping businesses share their stories in memorable ways. Martha started her journey as an English teacher, and in today's episode, we'll discuss the pivotal moment of Martha's life, which led her to jump into entrepreneurship. So I am so excited to have Martha on with me, not just because of who she is, but because she says the same accent as me. <laughs> yes, I do. Hello. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Very good. How are you going? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Janine. Oh, absolute pleasure, hun. So I wanted to, we'll get right into it. Now, first of all, guys, um, if you do notice our accents, both Martha and I hail from Ontario, Canada, in case we're just going to get that out of the way right now. We're not from anywhere else. No. <laughs> and where exactly are you from? Um, I grew up in Markham, which is a suburb of Toronto. Um, so, you know, if people don't know where you're talking about, you can say Toronto, but if you say Toronto and then they're like, well, where are you really from? And you're like, Markham. They're like, oh, you know what I mean? Where are you, where are you from yeah, again? Yeah. I can't remember. I'm from Kamoka, Kilworth, Kamoka, which is just outside of London, Ontario. But I always right. say Toronto as well because yeah. no one yeah. ever knows <laughs> where I mean. I feel like I things. have way more Toronto cred than you. Like I could could have hit yes, Toronto in like, in like 30 minutes. But you were like, you know, you were on that long stretch of highway to get to the big smoke. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Small town from the get-go. <laughs> Love it. Now, guys, we'll get into it with Martha um, straight from the beginning. She has an incredible story, and I'm so, so stoked to share it with you today. Martha, if you could first off begin with sharing that pivotal moment that really led you to consider what your options might be going forward. Yeah, so... Um... We live in Denmark, Western Australia, which um, for those of you who are not familiar with, I mean, A, the fact that there's another Denmark and B, the geography of Western Australia, it's about uh, 450 kilometers south of Perth on the south coast. And it's a very beautiful place to be. Um, we moved down here seven years ago. My husband's the community paramedic, AKA he's a hero. Um, and when we moved down here, I sold the business that I had in Perth and started working again as a teacher um, at a private school here in the region. So that was um, 70 kilometers away from my house. Um, and it was a really great experience because I was really happy to get back into English teaching and my colleagues were amazing. Um, but that commute was killer. Um, and, and with um, David, my husband's strange hours, I just felt like everything was just too hard. And I thought there has to be a better way here that I can earn money and that I can feel, you know, like I'm working because I'm a person who really likes to be working um, and that I'm not going to kind of get home at 5.30 or 6 and then have to try and figure out what to eat for dinner, which is a, a very hard thing for me because I've since found out I have ADHD, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But it was just too hard. And so I started looking into copywriting. And, you know, I've always been a good writer and I've always had sort of a really good handle on the English language. So I took some courses and then I just um, 
popped my shingle out and I um, was really lucky to have a mentor, uh, Beck, who just lives, you know, just over there. She's been a working copywriter for 20 years and, and she really helped me build my business as a mentor and business partner. Um, and now we've really kind of amicably separated. We're still very good friends, but we're not working together in a business sense anymore. But I feel like I have different challenges now. Um, but that feeling of, you know, I just can't do this. This is too hard. Um, isn't part of my daily life anymore, which is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love how you looked at your knowledge and your passion to get that, mm -hmm. to, to really step into what that could be for you and your family and your clients. Yeah, thanks. And I, it's funny because when I owned, I used to own a tutoring center in Perth. And what I didn't like about that was that I didn't feel that I could really put my personality into it and be kind of my real self. And now I have this business where I love my business and I love communicating in the way that I get to communicate through my business. And I also love the um, autonomy that being a business owner gives you. Like if, if I don't want to work with a certain client, I don't. And it's like, ha, what a relief. <laughs> we don't yeah. have to be polite to dickheads. <laughs> yeah. Am I allowed to say I hear you there. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> if not, we'll edit that out. But that, no, that's absolutely mm. fine. And yeah. I think, you know, spot on. Like that is just, it's so, it's so beautiful that you can step into being more of yourself because that's something hmm. that I've really worked on in, in the last, you know, really 18 months in stepping away from my, my fitness brand and moving into more of the Janine Diltz Bayman brand. And when you can start, you know, my saying is become the more of, more, more of me that I can be, the more results that I will see. And, you know, yeah. it's the same thing, I'm sure, with, with you. It's so freeing. Hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it, freeing is exactly the word that I use to describe it. And I like even doing things like writing my social media captions. It's like, oh, I can just write what I want. And it doesn't yeah. need and you know, obviously I'm being respectful. I'm keeping all of my values obviously in mind. Yeah. But I don't have to um use this like professional tone, which doesn't work anyway. Yeah. But it's yeah, it is very freeing to be able to have that control over the way you communicate in business. Yeah, absolutely. Now I've got to ask because a lot of my um, a lot of my audience are in regional areas across Australia and Canada and the world. Um, have you found any challenges in you know you said you moved from Perth down to Denmark, which is 450 kilometers away? Um, it is still mm -hmm. a fairly small town. Have you found any real challenges in in running your own agency from there? Um, I mean, the internet sort of is helpful. If anything, I've found it, I think, easier to get experience because, um, you know, there's, and I don't, there's not a whole lot of choice, right? So if, if I turn up and say, I can write words for your business, there aren't, you know, 18 other people who were banging on their door and telling them that they can do it better. So I think as a new business owner, it gave me um, maybe a bit of a, a leg up to be one of the only people, you know, in the region that offers this service. Um, yep. And and now I think, no, I don't think that 
I feel disadvantaged. The only, I guess the only thing would be, you know, if there's a course that I want to do that I would prefer to do in person or an event that I want to attend in Perth, I don't, like, I can't really go to those um, yeah. unless they're kind of on the weekend or whatever. But no, I, I think that, you know, working online is what we're all doing these days. And, and yeah. I don't find it difficult. I do miss having colleagues. Um, and I do miss kind of the chats that go along with that, but I've got, you know, a few things in place to, um, look after my extrovert tendencies, awesome. which are extreme. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's so yeah. good. And yeah, I, I, again, I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, especially in this last year where so many businesses are having to migrate online and had to move on, online very quickly. For people like you and me, where we maybe had a bit of a head start at getting things established online, um, it's just made things easier. It's just made things um, explode that much more for us. Yeah. And I think, too, like, you know, the pandemic, such as it was, you know, in WA, we're very lucky, gave people that sort of, oh, we better we better do this. And also the time mm -hmm. to do it. Like, I think people really mm -hmm. struggle to work on their business instead of in their business. And like, I have that problem too. Like I get bogged yeah. down with client work and then I have to go, no, you need to blog for yourself. That's like what you do. <laughs> so yeah, yeah yes. I think it gave people like a bit of a kick to kind of go, all right, you've got a bit of time. It's time to make sure that your website is actually doing what you think it's doing or, you know, time to make sure you're communicating with people in a way that aligns with what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, yeah, I, I've uh, the, the number of times I have those conversations with clients where you've got to have the time, make the time to work on your business and less time in your business. I tell you, it's like it feels like a broken record, right? Because for all of us in business, there is such a large amount that goes on behind the scenes. Um, you got to yeah. make time for it. It's a must. Okay. Yes. Yes, um, you have. And yes, I will. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I wanted to talk to you a bit about conversational copywriting because I don't know about you, but I still see and I still get in my Facebook feed all of these posts that actually don't speak my language. Like they're, they're, they speak my language, but they, but they don't speak my language. You know, they don't catch me. They're mm. very, very silly self. And I know in my own business, there's been a massive shift away from that. But I was just hoping you could expand a little bit more on what conversational copywriting is and how, you know, small businesses can start to really implement that. So conversational copy is just um, writing the way you speak only better. Right. So instead of saying I'm writing for the Internet, I need to be professional. Um, it's mm -hmm. about identifying what it is you want to communicate to your audience about your business or about yourself and using everyday language to do it. So it's not about being super casual. You can still be professional if you write conversationally, um, but it's, it's about remembering that when you're writing something, only one person is reading that thing. So you need to write to a person which is the way we communicate when we're in conversation as well. So if you're trying to write to like all of your email subscribers or like all of your followers, it's not going to work. And people are not going to feel like they're having a conversation with you. If you're just thinking of one person and you're writing in the same way that you speak, you know, but you obviously take out the ums and uhs and likes and the stumbles and just sort of distill your message 
and say it in words that people, you know, know and understand. That's all conversational copywriting is. And, and that's the way that, you know, even the biggest and most professional businesses are communicating online. Um, you know, if you look at like the apples and like the docu-signs of the world, the words that are on their website and in their communications are written conversationally. And they still come across as super professional, but also like approachable and friendly. And, you know, that's kind of what we're going for when we write conversational. Yep. Beautiful. Cool. Noted. I'm already taking notes for myself on how I can implement some of this in the background of my business. <laughs> so you guys out there, you would be entrepreneurs or those of you who are in small business. I hope you've got your journals out too. Um, mm -hmm. And the next point I wanted to talk to you about, you mentioned business communication as one of the, one of the things that, you know, people need to be taking note of. Could you expand on that a little bit more? Um, well, it's just I've had a few sort of bigger businesses get in touch and, you know, they want um, outward facing business communications, So marketing communications and that sort of thing, blogging, email marketing, that sort of thing. But there's also mm -hmm. a piece where they are needing assistance to teach their employees how to communicate, you know, in email. Right. So how yeah. to kind of keep it brief and stay on topic. And when do we need to reply all and when do we not? And like, which emojis are appropriate for work? <laughs> yes. So I've done some, cause I also do um, like training sessions. So I've done some training sessions with some sort of larger businesses, like, you know, 50 employees um, who have people in different generations working kind of in the same office and are needing to communicate with each other um and it's stuff like you know and i don't want to generalize but like the their younger staff are like worried that their boss is upset with them because they ended a sentence with a period like instead of an emoji <laughs> so okay. it's just that kind of like you know your your boss isn't mad at you if they just like give you an instruction like it's, you know, it's okay yeah. to just kind yeah. of, it's not actually about you. It's about like communicating properly in the business. Um, so the, it's, right. yeah, that kind of like, how do we write when we're sending an, a professional email versus like just an email or a message to our friends? What do we include? What do we not include? You know, do we need to reiterate, you know, if we've had a meeting, do we need to email that person and say, you know, as discussed, bah, 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 bah. like just those little tips that kind of make yep communicating within a business and then they'll obviously use those skills to communicate with clients as well um yeah. has been yeah a bit of a popular service lately i can imagine because those are things that you wouldn't i mean certainly i i've seen that in action but i have not actually thought of how um impactful that could be in in business as businesses grow yeah and there's a lot of i don't know if you're on tiktok but I am. And there's a lot of these kind of millennials sending an email to their boss and then the boss writing back like, thanks. And then they just crumble because like, you know, they're worried that the boss is upset with them. And it's like, no, it's just yeah. a sentence. Like it's just, that's just what you put at the end of a sentence. <laughs> it's so just it's, a period. It's you know, you can like, you can make it fun and, but you know, it's also yeah. like, calm down. Like not everything is like someone being like upset with you. It's just like, yes. it. <laughs> exactly right. Love it. Cool. Okay. We're going to, we're going to switch gears here um, and talk a little bit about health because I know that you've had some pretty 
massive health obstacles to overcome in in motherhood and you know you guys out there know that this platform for me was originally built on health and fitness for moms primarily and that is how I met Martha in the very very beginning all of those yeah. what, how old are eight nine years ago now? kids are gonna be nine yeah yeah, yeah crazy <laughs> so all yeah. of those years ago um and I know that you had to go through some pretty heavy stuff after after you know having your babies so could we talk a little yes. bit about that we're going all over the place today guys but stay with yeah. us it's all very useful information yeah um okay so do you want to know like what what happened well how, however much <laughs> you want to, to share you. on it yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. because a lot of my audience um, is new moms yeah yeah okay cool so yeah janine and i met i think we met at a baby massage course um yes, which i did. i don't think i massaged my baby very many times but we did you know <laughs> meet each other and that was great <laughs> it turned out my baby was screaming not because it needed a massage but because he had reflux <laughs> so um yeah <laughs> it wasn't like i need a massage mom <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, okay. so after I got sort of like straight back into fitness after I had Henry, my first um, child, who's going to be nine soon. Um, and I had quite a, um, uh, he had a really big head, like just a really big head. And I don't have a very big body. So I was doing lots of like Jacob's Ladder in Perth and sort of trying mm -hmm. to get back into running because I was a really big runner before I had kids. And I just was like, this is not like, this is not feeling the way I feel that it should. Um, so what I did, I had Henry at King Edward um, Memorial Hospital, which is a public hospital in Perth. And they did, you know, you leave and they give you like a booklet with like all these services and you're not paying attention because you have a baby. and. So I kind of, you know, just from talking to another friend that I was sort of walking and running with, she said, oh, I went to a women's physio and they helped me a lot with like, like my scars and stuff. I had lots of stitches after I had Henry. Um, so I went to a lovely women's physio at um, King Edward and she said, yeah, you know, you've got a, you know, a minor prolapse and then you've also got you know these these scars are really kind of tight I guess so she used the ultrasound to loosen yeah. those up and that's fine but she did kind of put me on a, a very um, intense regime of trying to heal my pelvic floor after having had this big stretch and the problem for me was that um, and we're gonna go straight into it but the problem for me was the walls of my vagina had stretched so much with this giant head that they kind of couldn't go back to um, working properly. So, the yeah. you know, if I wore like a tampon, it would just like fall over. So wow. Oh, honey. So, yeah. Ooh. So that was, um, you know, the the women's physio was kind of like, listen, you're going to need an operation at some point you know, let's just like make this as good as we can um, until you're like done having kids. So um, I, I got really back into fitness again, but not running. I was just doing a lot of, um, I did that like Michelle Bridges thing and I was super, super fit, but also just like s obsessed with it and it wasn't healthy. Anyway, 
Then I had another baby, Will, also with a big head. Um, and so after that, it was just a, a mess. <laughs> um, so I, when he was one, I had what they call a laparoscopic hysterectomy and an anterior and posterior vaginal repair, which is when they obviously take out your uterus and then just try to fix this situation. Um, yep. So it wasn't like the mesh that people have. I've kind of like, mm -hmm. I don't know really what they did and I don't really want to know. Um, but I was, that was a really big operation and that was fine. And then a couple of days after that, it turned out that I had had um, some really bad complications and I ended up needing a few more um, surgeries to try to address what had happened. Um, and I, I like, I like to tell this story because it's like, you know, it was really awful. That experience was really awful, but I'm fine. But like, I want people to know that like, if you think that something is not right after you have a baby, you are within your rights to go and get treatment for that thing and just continue pushing until you get an answer that you're happy with. Right. So yes. in the end, yes. I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was in the hospital for 12 days um, and had to end up having four surgeries instead of one. And it was just because there was a complication and like, whatever. But, you know, so then you kind of, you leave hospital and they're like, in six weeks, you'll be fine. And you're like, okay. And I was not fine in six weeks and I wasn't really fine in six months. And, and that's when like, I had to use my own, you know, financial and also like emotional resources to go, okay, I'm just going to keep trying to figure out what's going on here until I get an answer that I'm happy with. And, you know, surgeons, I think, have a bit of a, like, God mentality where they're like, I will fix you. But, like, if you have a big operation like that, you're going to need to have, you know, more physio. So there is a really lovely yep. um, women's physio down here that I went to. Um, and then I just, you know, I had just stomach issues because I had so many antibiotics. And, it like, so it, honestly... It's been like three year, three and a bit years since I had those operations. And I'm, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm not saying I've felt horrible for three years, but I have had ongoing stuff after that. And the way to get around that is just to like be as North American as you can and just be like, no, you know, I deserve to have proper treatment for this thing. Like I yeah. am worthy of that. And like, even yeah. though you're saying I'm fine, I'm not fine. So like, if you're not yeah. going to help me, I'm going to go find somebody else who will. And I've spent thousands of dollars <laughs> trying to figure this stuff out. So that, I mean, I acknowledge like my privilege in that, but it it is a matter of just like not accepting, you know, when someone's like, well, this is as good as it's going to get for you. Yeah. Absolutely. And that it also, I, I really think it's so important that we do discuss this because, you know, for so many women and obviously what I've, the background that I've come from, I'd see all these women who would come back to training and they'd be like, oh, I've had my six week check. It's fine. 
And, you know, you if you actually start having a conversation with them about any other issues that may be arising, chances were that nine out of 10 women I'd be speaking to were, were experiencing a whole host of other issues that they were just told yeah. is normal. And these issues well, and, just don't and, go and, away, guys. No. And you also, you know, this myth that like, oh, well, like you've had a baby. So now like you're just going to pee every time you jump for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's not actually like it. That's very much in this whole like, well, just get on with it mentality that I really reject. You don't have to just get on with it. There are things that you can do to fix it. And like, you know, you are lucky to live in a country that has resources to fix these things. So use them. Definitely. 100%. Boom, virtual high five through the screen. Thank you so much for sharing that, yeah. Martha. Um, no and ladies, if you're out there and you're listening and, you're, and Martha's story is resonating with you at all, please find your local women's health physio. You know, go back to, I mean, Martha, would you agree? Go back to your hospital, talk to your doctor who you saw in that moment. Is that what was, was um, that your first point? No, I mean, if the, if the baby is, you know, if you don't have like an infant baby anymore, you just go to your GP um, yeah. and they can refer you. So if you get a referral for a GP, like for almost any specialist, you'll definitely get more money back. Um, so yeah, go to your GP, ask them to recommend a women's health physio. And if they don't, I mean, they will have an idea of where you should go, but if they don't, like, it's okay to kind of have somebody in mind ahead of time that, you know, if you spoke to your friends and like someone has gone to someone that they've really liked. And then when you go to the women's physio, like it's quite, um, intense in that they're like, basically going to finger you, which is yeah. sort of like, oh, okay. So, you know, if you, if There's you internal have, and external ultrasounds going on. Yeah. And like, you can also get like a pelvic floor massage, which is just like, like, it's not something anyone wants, but like, it's very helpful. So if you are a person who like has trauma or has been through something where you find things like pap smears and that kind of stuff um, really confronting, it's really important that you are really open about that stuff with your physio. I don't have that problem. And honestly, like I feel like every medical professional in the Great Southern has seen everything I have to offer. So at this point, I'm just like, they're like, do you want to cover with a sheet? And I'm like, whatever. So, but if you are not that way, like people who have studied women's physiotherapy have such a deep understanding of like trauma informed treatment where like they will, even without you saying anything, they'll tell you what they're going to do. They'll explain what's going to happen. They'll explain what it's going to feel like. And it just, um, you know, if you find the right person, you can just kind of just relax a little bit and, and mm. the right person, if you, if you do have, you know, trauma issues, the right person will really be able to like help you while still kind of being respectful of those boundaries that you set. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So guys, big stuff in that convo. I'm going to have to go and do like a heads up at the start of this when we do the editing and <laughs> get this yeah. online. Heads up. <laughs> conversations coming up. But it's important, yeah. very important conversation. So thank you again for sharing that. Um, now, before we move away from this topic of health, 
um, you recently had a pretty significant discovery in your, again, in your life. And this is yeah. big stuff. So, and it's Ugh. really interesting to me because I actually have a few clients who also are finding it similar things at this exact moment in time. Mm -hmm. So if you could elaborate a little bit on what it is that I'm alluring to and yeah. uh, share with us you're, this you're big discovery. You're doing a good job of not stealing my thunder. <laughs> Um, so I'm 39, I'm going to be 40 next month. Um, and I recently have been diagnosed with ADHD, which was a amazingly big, uh, surprise to me. And the reason why it was a surprise is because I didn't understand ADHD, right? So I think everybody thinks of ADHD as like a hyper little boy's condition, you know, a person who can't sit still, a person who can't concentrate in conversation, blah, blah, blah. But there are just um, a lot of other factors that go into an ADHD diagnosis. And I was talking to a doctor, again, like still about the stomach thing from all that stuff that I just told you about. And I, and this was just a doctor that was like, a, you know, my best friend's brother is a doctor. And he's like, well, I kind of know about stomachs. <laughs> Just make an appointment with me. So <laughs> I did. And we had um, a big discussion about anxiety because I'd been diagnosed with anxiety after I had Henry. Um, and he's like, so how does your anxiety manifest? And, and I said, oh, I get like really, I get like sensory overload and I get overstimulated. And then I just, I find it really hard to do a lot of things. And he was asking, he's like, how do you go like with grocery shopping? And how do you go with, you know, completing all of the little details that are associated with the larger task? And these are all things that I have struggled with, but I thought they were just like foibles. Like I just thought I'm really good at lots of things, but like there's also like these things that I'm also just really bad at and just like adulting. Like, I'm just not great mm -hmm. at adulting. And I have this husband who just does everything, which has allowed me to kind of manage, which is wonderful. Um, but it, yeah, it turns out that I didn't have um, anxiety and just it was like ADHD behind the couch the whole time. So wow. I, um, yeah, it's been amazing because I have a real understanding now of like what ADHD actually is. And it has allowed me to um, not be so hard on myself when I am struggling to get things done. Um, I started working full-time from home in January of 2020, so right before the pandemic. And I found it really hard, but I thought, oh, like, you know, everyone's finding it really hard. We're all doing this and blah, blah, blah. But it was, it's, it's these... Um, things that you find very difficult and it has to kind of go through like your work and your home and your social life that these issues affect you. Um, and my doctor was really great. And he said, you know, you're a really smart person. And so you've managed to find ways to work around this for your whole life. And there come points in your life when there are just too many things so that those like masking, you know, traits or workarounds that you've come up with just don't work anymore. And it's distressing. And that was the point that I was sort of at was that I was like, I, you know, I was questioning, like, maybe this isn't the right job for me when like, this is clearly the right job for me, but I just have to like, sort my, my brain out. Um, so I've been, yeah, I've been taking medication for that for like, I don't know, two months or something. Um, and it's, 
uh, unbelievable. Like, I'm like, this really? is what wow. people feel like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's, I it's go been really go look further into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what everybody I tell. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because I said to my, my mom, who's a retired school principal, I had to kind of say, this isn't a, this is just me telling you a thing. This isn't like an argument. I don't want to have an argument about this. I don't want you to tell me how I don't have this. I just want you to be like, Martha has ADHD. Cool. That's fine. You know, yeah. it's a, yeah. yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, a really interesting process to like, you know, realize that I have it and then understand so much about like the way that I am because of this. And my husband was like, Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. That explains a lot. Cause he's the one who <laughs> has to just like, you know, put me back together sometimes and do a lot of those things around the house. But like what I found is like with this medication, I'm able to get the things that I want to get done in a day done. So when it's time to stop work, I can stop and I'm not like mm. fixated on, you know, doing that, finishing that thing. And then I just mm -hmm. have room in my head to like look around and be like, oh, what needs to be done here? And like, I can mm -hmm. hear the laundry machine beeping now. Whereas before, like I just didn't even hear it. So it's, yeah. it's helpful for like focus and, but it's also, you know, these other benefits um, that are making everyone's, <laughs> everyone's life easier, especially his. <laughs> That's fantastic. Good on mm, you. That's really, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, like, that's, change. yeah. And that's, again, another story of like, you need to keep pushing. Um, because I wasn't even, you know, over the years, I've been like, I don't think I have anxiety. Like, I don't feel good enough on this medication to kind of, you know, it's not making that much of a difference because I didn't actually have anxiety. And I went to this doctor about the stomach issue because I was like, I'm not happy with the answers that I'm getting from my own GP. So I'm just going to keep pushing. And then this has happened. And like, it has literally changed my entire life. So we can all That's do amazing. that. We can all yes. advocate for ourselves to make sure that we get yes. the care that we deserve. Absolutely. Oh, honey, thank you so much. Applause through the screen. Thank you so much for that. And, and you're right, you need to be your own advocate, right? Like you need to advocate for yourself because there's no white knight coming to save us. We got, we need no. to stand up and, and be there for ourselves. Mm. So that's yeah. just and a it's, brilliant story. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, it wasn't that, you know, my life was horrible or, you know, I was not able to function. But like, I think that we all deserve to be able to be at our best. And, and this has helped me to do that. Yeah, which is amazing. Very lovely. <laughs> yes, indeed. And and and, yeah. and bring more of your gifts to the world in finding all of this out and taking these actions and taking this these steps, right? Yeah. Like now you're yeah. fully living in your alignment, which is just brilliant mm. to see and witness. Yeah. Guys, I'm if just, you aren't I'm already, so aligned. <laughs> yes, Sorry. you are. It's it's beautiful <laughs> to see. Um and right, like so. This whole journey for, for Martha and certainly for myself, you guys, has been, you know, since since having children, this has been like this nine year journey of to where we're at right now. Um, so yeah. if you want to see Martha's brilliance shining through, head on over and make sure you follow her. Are you at Word Candy? 
on Facebook and Instagram? On Instagram, it's at wordcandycoms, C-O-M-M-S. And then I think it's just wordcandy on Facebook. And my website is wordcandy.com.au. Okay. So I'm just typing that into the comments, wordcandy.com on Insta. And you're at Facebook, at wordcandy.com, wordcandy on Facebook. And what was the website again, Martha? wordcandy.com.au .com.au And Instagram was at wordcandycoms C-O-M-M-S Beautiful. There we go. Posting that in the comments now, guys, for any of you who have listened and if you're listening to us on the podcast, you will find this all tidied up nice and neat in the show notes so you can head on over and check Martha's work out because she's absolutely brilliant. She's exactly, um, you know, she, she, she shows up online exactly as we are here in person in this interview. So she's a joy yeah. to follow. Um, and yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up today? Um, no, there isn't anything else that I wanted to add. I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me. And it has been such a joy to catch up with you again, Janine. Yes, absolutely. And hey, who knew that we are now all like we're like within two hours of each other again. Amazing. Which is basically neighbors. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. It is down here. Definitely. (laughs) All right. Beautiful. Thank you so, so much for your time, Martha. Thank you all so much for listening in and for watching us live here. And I will catch you next time on the Your Healthy Business podcast. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.